views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome, this is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. I want to welcome you to Epic Living TV and a live broadcast. We are live in New York, and it's Thursday night. Katina Macris of Live Light Radio joining me here today. Uh, I'm Dr. Pat, the host of the Dr. Pat Show and founder of Transformation Talk Radio. And we have Linda and we have Jessica making all this happen. We have a very special guest joining us here today. Aren't you yes, excited? Yes, I'm so excited. Oh Jalisa Leyland, right? Oh, <laughs> Such you. a special guest. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, everyone remembers Jalisa from the Olympics this year. Yes. And your tremendous journey back from Lyme disease. Such an incredible story. Thank you. What a beautiful athlete you are. And I can tell meeting you what a wonderful soul you are with your sparkly, beautiful eyes. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Um, This is kind of a little coming out party for a lot of people that don't know about this. This um, television broadcast will be aired in uh, every country, 100 million women. 100 million women. And um, I wanted to ask you about your courage and your fight. Where do you get that from? Oh, well, I think being put in a position to have to overcome um, having health issues for so many years without knowing what was going on with my body uh, set me up to, you know, it was either going to stop me from following my dreams and going for what I wanted it in life, which was athletics and, and being a professional athlete, where I was going to push through and persevere. And I feel like that experience was really hard, but it taught me my own strength and allowed me to see that I can overcome obstacles and still reach my goals, even if I have roadblocks that come in the way. So, you know, I was decimated by Lyme and bedridden and survived and recovered. And I'm wondering, as an athlete, I mean, were there days like when you just feel so weak with Lyme disease that it's just, you know, your lips are trembling and, you know, there's those days of fatigue and brain fog that are so common. I mean, what was that like as an athlete? Um, going through the years through my career, um, when I had Lyme still, it was really challenging, especially because I didn't know what was going on. And... To be able to trust your body to perform athletically, especially in a 
sport like skiing. Right. And aerial as to that. Upside down and all around. Yeah, half pipe skiing is really That's uh, my next lifetime actually. That I'm coming back. I'm coming back like that. Yeah, half pipe skiing is really dynamic. There's a lot that goes into it and a lot of it's mental and about focus and when you have health issues going on it distracts you from them. And then also physically you're not performing it it really hinders your ability to perform at your highest level. So it was a real challenging time for me, but I've been in remission for over two years now. And being able to see what I can achieve with 100% health, it's been amazing. And wow. I'm finally seeing my potential as an athlete. Nice. Yeah. 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 must feel like such a road back, huh? Yeah, it's a really exciting triumphant year. Just to be able to be doing what I love to do again, but also to have made it to the Olympics and oh. reached some pretty big goals that I've had for yes. a long time. It's been phenomenal. That's Really, really hard work. I know what goes into that. Yeah. Beautiful accomplishment. What would you, you say? What would you say for you was your greatest challenge and your greatest moment of accomplishment on this healing journey? Um, the greatest challenge that I had actually going through Lyme was explaining and uh, sharing with people in my life what was going on for me. Because right. I was still understanding what Lyme disease is, how it affects my body, because it's so different to every person. Yeah. Um, and then expressing that to people in my life so they knew how to support me and how to understand what I was going through and know what I needed. Um, and when I finally found a way to do that, it was a real challenge to get there, but it was worth every bit of effort and every you know, confusing time I went through because I had this support network that really lifted me up and helped me get yes. emotionally uh, in a place where I knew I could take this on and I was going to 100% put all my energy into getting my health back and not fall into despair, which I think is a real challenging thing when you're going through a hard health um, struggle. Yeah. It is because yeah. the illness takes you down. It's such, like, as you said, despair and, and confusion and anxiety and fear. And I know you had to engage your willpower, didn't you, to, to push through all of that. Absolutely. I think in anything in life, if you put your mind to it, it's possible. And finding some uplifting stories. Uh, Samantha Stokers, yes, tennis player from Australia that had Lyme disease battled, uh, got her health back, and went yeah. on to win Wimbledon. Yeah. She became my hero, and just having that story and some reminder in my life on a daily basis, you know, having a quote from her yeah. up on my wall and, and reminding myself, it is possible, and you can do it if you put yourself in the right mindset to be capable yeah. to do what it takes. And for me, that was taking on a really healthy lifestyle, right. going know, to another state to get treatment from a specialist and really focusing, yeah. right? so really focusing on my energy on the positive, which is yeah. being really kind to my body, doing the things I needed to do, finding the support where I needed it. Yeah. How did you how did you use what you learned in your sport to to win the gold on this disease? Oh um, I absolutely think that yeah. being an athlete and having goal setting in my life allowed me to take on Lyme disease um, and Lyme treatment with that same fire yeah, and yeah. determination. I get it. I was a professional table tennis player. Oh, you were? I was. Oh, wow. I mean, if you, you can actually Google a picture of me. Wow. Um, impressive, Dr. Pat. I know, but, <laughs> but with my journey with Lyme, I pulled what I learned. 
the discipline of running on the beach seven days a week and working with a coach and your life. I mean, I pull that to help me with my tenure battle. Um, and so that's why I ask you, because that's really the work I do with people is help them to build that kind of emotional, spiritual, and physical stamina. Because for you, you have to have all of that in your sport. Absolutely, yeah. Um, they say that in skiing and in half-pipe skiing in particular, a lot of it's mental. It's about knowing what trick you're doing and yeah. being completely focused and in right. the moment yeah. and not letting your mind wander too much. And I think that really helps me to focus all my energy and, and keep my mindset in a really positive place going through treatment. Oh, well, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Peter Aquilina, CEO and founder of Deer Defense, LLC. For over 15 years, I have been dedicated to tick reduction and the prevention of Lyme disease and other tick-borne diseases. Deer abatement and tick reduction is what we do, and it is all we do. We offer deer fence sales and installation, organic tick sprays, even a simple and inexpensive Lyme risk assessment for your property. Call or email us today at 203-550-8350 or deerdefense at gmail.com. That's D-E-E-R-D-E-F-E-N-C-E at gmail.com. Transformation Talk Radio's amazing hosts span from the Pacific to the Atlantic coast. With a world full of loyal fans, what's stopping you from joining our clan? Bring your powerful message to listening ears. We've been helping people do this for many years. Want to make a difference? We can help you out. Just give us a Transformation Talk Radio a shout. It's easy to get started with an email so small to host at transformationtalkradio.com and then we'll give you a call. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on the diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Special edition Lime from New York. It's Thursday night right here at this fabulous Tick-Borne Disease Alliance Masquerade Ball. And thank you all out there for broadcasting this. I want to thank Epic Living TV. I would like to thank WBLQ. I would like to thank TTR Network. I would like to thank all y'all other people picking it up because if I forget any names, I know I'll get an email from you. And our listeners. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes, yes. 
think twice, everyone. Katina Macris of Limelight Radio. I'm Dr. Pat of the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio covering this. Very special person today. Very special. I got to hang out with him when there was the almost like preliminary kickoff kind of thing on Martha's Vineyard. And uh, got to meet him. Last summer. Last summer. Yeah, I was amazed that I actually even went to Martha's Vineyard, knowing what I know now. Um, but off in the world he went, and he led the charge. Uh, bike riding across America. He still must come back to Seattle. John Donnelly joining us here today. John, it's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. So great to have you, man. So, so have you been bored this year? <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering. There's um, definitely parts of the ride that I miss. Um, it was the single best learning experience of my life. Yeah. Um, every time I think about that ride, I just think about all the people that I met. And, you know, they have a special place in my heart. And, uh, you know, I can now call them all my friends. Very good. And it was an amazing experience. I uh, got off the bike in December. We finished in Central Park, yeah. and then we had the Senate staff briefing in Washington, D.C. Wow. And it was, was how many miles that you cycled? 3,700 miles. Oh, I know. Over, uh, two, over two months of saddle, right? Yeah, yeah. Two months. Miles a day off. Pretty much 100 miles a day. Yeah. And then we'd have the weekends off to meet with patients and um, do and, media And that's an enormous feat to all of you listeners and viewers because John battled Lyme disease for, what, a decade? Yeah, I mean, I was first diagnosed when I was 13 years old, yeah. but I've been suffering with symptoms since I was nine. To, right. to look back, you know, three years ago and think, you know, would I be able to bike across, across the country? The I mean, right. I had trouble getting to class some yeah. days, so right. uh, it's it's amazing uh, how I've gotten better and uh, just noticing that going across the country, how fortunate I've been. You know, there's a lot of really sick people. Yeah, yeah and you're a true warrior on all levels. A road warrior, too. a road warrior, <laughs> a life warrior, yeah. and a personal warrior to have that inner strength. Thank you. And now you have a new position with Tick for Disease Alliance. Tell us about this. Right. So I recently started working for TBDA. Um, I got hired three weeks ago, but this is kind of something I knew I was going to do since I got off the bike in December. Um, so I'm going to be leading their social media. Great. Um, I'm going to be putting together a junior board, so finding the next generation of Lyme disease advocates. You know, the more I learn about these diseases, and the more I hear, yeah. you know, this problem isn't getting better. Oh, no. It's getting, it's getting no, worse. No. Yeah, it's getting worse for a lot of reasons. You know, when you and I met, I shared a little bit about my story. You know, I grew up in New Jersey, but I live in Washington State. And... Um, Myself and my doctor were one of the first people to go to the CDC and demand a test. And, um, you know, now there's a little bit of movement, but very little. And so when you say that, what it says to me is that we're going to have an enormous coming out party. That's what I call it. I call it our our Lyme coming out party. Mm -hmm. What have been some of the the hardest things for you to do in this 10-year period, you know, how did you get past the shame and the stigma in, right. in society that you face, John? It's, um, it's tough. I mean, even getting diagnosed in itself is a journey. It's, yeah. it's a struggle. And so, um, 
you know, the first time I was sick with Lyme disease, it took me four years. You yeah. know, uh, my family was very supportive, nothing against them. They, they were kind of like, what, what's, what's going on here? They couldn't yeah. understand it. The yeah. doctors I went to see had no idea what was wrong with me. Yeah, my as teachers, a child and as a teenager, it's, it's so confusing. They wanted yeah. to say, oh, it's learning disabilities, Learning right? disabilities, it's behavioral problems, right. it's uh, chronic sinus infections. you're just a kid. Yeah. You're just a kid. Yeah, I mean, there there were lots of challenges, and then finally I got the diagnosis. Um, but then during college, you know, I didn't know what was wrong with me again. Had the same symptoms, went through the same process where doctors were basically telling me, you can't get Lyme disease twice. I don't know what you're talking about. And so, you know, as a patient, it forces you to become your own advocate. Yeah. And even though it's a horrible experience, you end up learning a lot from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I loved when I got to chat with you last year is to be able to talk with you now and seeing how much you've grown in a lot of ways. Um, what was it like for you on the road of being in the face of people suffering, you know, the pain, the hopelessness? What effect did that have on you, John? Um, it's real interesting because going into the ride, um, I thought the biking was going to be the hardest part. I know. I didn't know if I'd be able to make it across the country. And then... Over the Rockies. Yeah, over the Rockies, climbing all the elevation, doing yeah. it day after day. But um, what was you know, both the hardest and the most rewarding part for me was sitting down with patients and listening to their stories. And these are stories that just break your heart. Yeah. You know, just human suffering in the flesh and blood. People who, you know, have lost their houses, yep. have um, ruined relationships because yep. of this disease yep. and because of the misconceptions that surround them. Yep. So, I mean, there, there's just so many issues around these diseases. There's a lot of people suffering in their own private way. And like you said, I'm glad that the lid is starting to pop off. You know, people are starting to be more verbal about this. And that's what's so important. It is. I mean, you know, for me, I went down that same path. I used my entire life savings to save my life. Uh, and a 14-year relationship because, you know, your partner looks at you and says, holy yeah. crap, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Uh, and then the stigma around it, uh, all of that adds up. When you look now at the future and the role you have, what are you most optimistic about? I mean, what I'm really optimistic about with TBDA is putting together this junior board. You know, there's a lot of young people who yeah. have been affected by this disease. These yeah. people are sidelined from school and even getting full-time jobs because of this disease. Um, it's going to go on for future generations, so kind of um, motivating them and becoming advocates ourselves, that's something that, that I'm super excited about. Um, and then also just the awareness that's coming with it. I mean, yeah. you guys being here in and of itself is a positive sign. And yeah. then to have, you know, social media guys over there interviewing um, high-profile people like Debbie Gibson, yeah. who's performing tonight. Yes. Um, there's a lot of positive um, stuff moving forward. Yeah, that was interesting. it's really... Um a collaborative effort on so many levels and I feel like it's almost like the synergy starting to line up in many yeah. ways and that uh, it's really it was my honor to share those two months on air with you on Limelight Radio I want to remind people to go visit LimelightRadio.com and go press the archive link because
conducting here our interviews as you cross the country. Yeah. And it's a really wonderful testimony as you gave us bird's eye views of yes. different regions that you were in Iowa, yeah. Kansas. Pennsylvania. We got to hear what Lyme disease was like in these areas. And right. thank you, John, for being that lens to the world and for sharing it with us. Yeah. It was really a wonderful experience to, to partner with you and TBDA. Yeah, it's amazing. And thank you for giving me a platform to share all those stories. You, know, you got me when I was in the thick of it. You, you got me, I think, one time. I got you. I was in the band. I know. I know. And I remember, and I said, oh, my God, he's live from Walmart or something. <laughs> you know, when I got you, and I thought, I said to you, I don't, I don't know if you remember what I said to you. I said, it doesn't matter where you are. You just are. Yeah. And it really talks to the fact that um, we have to have a voice. We have to have a voice. I mean, people like me have been threatened, you know, and uh, doctors have been threatened um, because we don't live in Connecticut or, or Rhode Island or New Hampshire. We, don't, we live in a place where we've had to battle to get any recognition at all. Um, but the fact that I was from New Jersey made it okay to have Lyme disease. Yeah. A shout out to my New Jersey peeps right now. One of them right here. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, what is the greatest challenge now? You know, what is the greatest challenge? What, what, what are we facing challenge-wise here? You I know, mean, we're, we're, we're like this. We're going up the hill, right? We're, do, we're going, then we're going, then we're like, okay, what's going to be the pothole? I mean, you look at the funding that Lyme disease receives, the tick-borne disease receives, and compare it to other illnesses. Oh, no. And not to take anything right. away from what those people are going through. Right, right. But this is a serious issue. And the amount of funding it receives is, is a drop in the bucket compared to what other diseases receive. And until we yeah. get that funding, you know, I love that we're advocating, we're bringing awareness to it. We need science. We Our, need the science to speak. Don't you remember when we were up at Martha's Vineyard, the president was up there. And we did this broadcast to the presidents up there. And we said to the President Obama, Michelle Obama, please get the t-shirt. I check for ticks. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. The following is an interview conducted by the Tick-Borne Disease Alliance with Debbie Gibson at their Masquerade Ball in New York City. Debbie Gibson, first of all, phenomenal performance tonight Thank at the TBDA you. Gala. Brought me back. I grew up on your music, so it's so great to hear you perform. Yes, a lot of children of the 80s in the house tonight, and my career started here in New York, where I'm from. Isn't so it incredible? It's a cool thing to be here. To be back here supporting a cause that is so dear to your heart right now. You just came out bravely and talked about how Lyme disease has affected your life. Being here to yes. support TBDA and the work they're doing. Talk to me about what that means to you. It's amazing. It's like the universe, for some odd reason, chose me to deal with this, as it has many. And as I do um, with many things in my life, I chose to flip it, and hopefully I can be a voice for Lyme now, because it seems to be something that's just not spoken about. And the minute I started talking about it, I heard about 18,000 people that I never knew had it who I've been close to my whole life, or some, everybody knows someone. And um, especially on the West Coast, it's one of the last things people think to test for. So already people have gone and seen my doctors out in LA, they've gotten tested, some have gotten positive diagnosis, which is a great thing in the sense that they can find out what's going on and at least get treated and, and hopefully catch it early enough. Because for me, it went on 
I don't know, seven, eight, nine months before I even knew what it was. Has it blown you away to see the, the public support? You've been on talk shows. You've had probably thousands to millions of people reaching out and, and really curious about what you've had to go through. Has it surprised you to see this public support that you received? Yes, it's really amazing. And, and um, you know, I don't want people, like, worried for me, you know, and that's why I, I didn't come out and talk about it when I was really in the thick of the most challenging moments because I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm not able to lift my head off the pillow with people going, oh, my God, are you okay? Um, so I wanted to kind of quietly heal and figure out, find my way with everything. Um, and then when I was, I, I felt myself turning a corner and on the upswing, and because I came out with it at that time, people kind of continued to lift me up. And um, it's been cathartic, like just doing concerts and getting energy from people, and it's been amazing. One of the incredible things, interviewing the various board members, the president, everybody has been so ecstatic about having a public figure like you come out and, and really represent this cause. Did you feel like that was part of your purpose once you, once this happened, that you could really make a difference? I, I do. I mean, not that anybody is like likely or unlikely, but I've always, you know, as I said on the stage, it's very humbling when your physical strength is challenged and your cognitive thinking is challenged, and when when you're somebody who's prided yourself on, you know, memorizing scripts and doing eight shows a week, and suddenly these things are way more challenging than they ever were, and it's like, oh wow, this can happen to anybody, and um, I do. Feel, I've always been a people person, and so I do feel like I'm an accessible. If, if someone was gonna have to deal with this, you're like I'm hey, the person. No, I mean because I am reachable and accessible. We put a, a, a me, an email address at the end of my blog, and I've been fielding hundreds of emails one at a time. Incredible. And uh, it's taking a while to go through them, but you know there have been so many people that just need a voice saying, "Keep going, keep going, keep going." They're they're at a moment where they're losing strength, or they're losing heart, or they're losing faith, and it's like. I'm here to tell you, I had those moments, I didn't know how I was going to get through, but I knew I was going to get through. And if I could be that little push in the right direction for somebody, that's that's unbelievable. When you have a night like tonight where you're up on stage raising, and I don't know what the number is, but I'll say hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. what does that mean to you to be able to give back towards this? Well, again, because it took me so long to get diagnosed and because... I didn't have a lot of information. I think just the idea of awareness is so, so, so important. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it all happened so quick because I came out with my blog, Jody got on the phone, we got on a plane. It's like, oh wow, this is formally now a part of my public life. Um, and I've never shared something so personal with the public, but again, if it's for the greater good, then that's amazing. And you know, I, I spoke to Access Hollywood tonight and we were bombarded with um, calls about who was going to be the first to do an exclusive interview. And one thing that I put out there was, whoever does the interview, I do not want them to use the words battling, fighting, struggling, war, because I feel like that doesn't promote healing. Um, I think it's about being in harmony and flow, letting whatever this disease is flow on through and not, not deeming it a worthy opponent for a fight. And so I do feel like there's a higher purpose and anybody dealing with anything can learn from that. And I applauded Access Hollywood. I mean, I just think it's amazing that they came to the table and said, we'll do it within your parameters. We, we, we get what you're trying to do and we support it, which was amazing. So maybe there's gonna be a shift and it'll help people heal. What's next for you in the fight against Lyme disease? Um, what's next for me, um, 
gosh, you know, I, I'm taking it as it comes. Like, this came up, and to me, if an organization is doing worthwhile work and I can be their support, I'm game to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm probably, to answer that question in a nutshell, I'm going to keep living my life as an example of thriving despite whatever diagnosis has been given or whatever doctors say, oh, it's going to be another year before this or you have to take these 8,000 medications. Some of that's true. Some of that might be true for one person, not for another. I believe healing can happen in an instant at any time. Um, so I think the best thing I could do is continue to thrive and have people maybe gain some strength in that. You're awesome. Thank you. You know, I thought I was not going to get to, to speak with uh, Kelly today. I, I did. I, I, I just ran over to apologize to you because um, I knew you waited, and I so wanted to talk with you. Out of all the people I've talked with today, I, you were I, the one I wanted to talk with. Um, and I'll tell you why. Now, for those of you, you're gonna you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a story in a minute. So I don't want to give too much of an introduction. Um, but many of us saw you on television. Many of us saw you come out in in the world in the arena that you came from, which is disastrous, right? People like you, people like me, people like Debbie. When we're in the public a lot and we do what we do. the public doesn't understand it, but we then become this risk. We then become something that people don't want to be around anymore. Thank you for joining me here today, and I so apologize to you. I'm so sorry. No apologies. Oh, you're a godsend for getting the message out. You know, I want to talk with you a minute about this whole journey you've been on Mm -hmm. and how, for someone like you, this was like your worst nightmare, wasn't it? Yeah. And you came out in public, on public, you came on national television, right? Yeah, um, crazy. Tell a little bit, of, tell, tell folks a little bit about your story, where you were, and yeah. why you decided to be so dang courageous, girl. Uh, well, um, you know what, I think that, uh, first of all, getting, I, I found that courage comes through having faith and through a community yes. of, um, heroes that just rallied behind myself and my family um, that just lifted us up, lifted us up, and I say that it's on their wings that we are soaring. And um, I I think that um, what um, I think was surreal is that I always battled um, for many years different odd ailments, and I have different surgeries, and, you know, I felt like every six to 12 months, like many of us, I, Time for another surgery. Go, my system would just tank and something Ugh. odd would happen. But I just love life. I love being a wife, a mother. I'm a special education teacher. I'm also a really active person. I loved obstacle course racing. And I, I just love doing all that. And I just loved life. And I love my church family, you know, just everything. And But every 6 to 12 months, I would just tank and finally what ended up happening is um, in the middle of teaching circle time to my students, my right arm paralyzed, a few hours later my other arm paralyzed, and um, it was just this crazy, um, went to the ER, they sent me to one of the top hospitals in the country, they did every blood test, CT scan, MRI, all these different things, and 
things were coming out, quote, normal. And the only thing they could think to diagnose me with, um, even with this arm paralysis, was I, I, that I had uh, post-viral chronic fatigue. There you go. That, that's a new name that a lot of women get. That one, boy. She's yes. got to be a chronic and fatiguer. There is a decrease your amount Too many kids, working a job. Yes, yes. And she, it was just, it was surreal. So they said that we would be better, I, that I would be better in five days. And they sent me home with my arms still paralyzed, and I was hoping I'd be better in five days, but I wasn't. I started, my legs started getting weaker, and mm -hmm. so I spent five months trying to find a doctor that could help me and sure enough a friend told me about a Lyme literate doctor and I just kind of said you know I don't remember being bit by a tick and I don't remember that exactly. classic bullseye rash because I was one of those people yeah. um, that had I had had Lyme tests that had come out negative I, and she just said no it's so much more than that I, I, I really think you need to get these symptoms checked. So I found a Lyme literate doctor, and sure enough, I had the appropriate blood work drawn, and I have chronic Lyme disease, um, Bartonella, possible Babesia, and mycoplasma. Don't you love all those names? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree. And, and, and then what it sounds like, oh, and by the way, you know, take first place for the award that you just won for all those it's cool like, things. Oh. And at first I was elated to, like, finally have a diagnosis, but little did I know the path. What is that with us? Yeah, because we just searched so long for answers, I was thankful to have an answer. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you. How did you, well, first of all, let me back up yeah. for a little bit. How, how did you get from that place? to taking your message out into the world? Well, um, what, end, it, what ended up happening is when I met my Lyme literate doctor, I started on IV antibiotics, and I was yes. on those for seven months. And I was seeing baby steps of improvement, but what ended up happening is uh, it, uh, I got this odd flu bug, and I ended up, um, my, my blood levels went a little funky, so I had to go off the antibiotics just temporarily. And little did any of us know that on day six, it would just go right to my spine, and that's when I was paralyzed now from the neck down. That was last year, and so I spent three months at Kindred Healthcare rehabilitating countless hours round the clock of just rehab therapy, reconnecting my brain and my muscles, and they were the most phenomenal team to bring my body back, and I mean, I oh felt Oh my God, can you horrible. ever believe you're here? No, no, no. I mean, you got your kids here. My kids are here, my husband's here, and every day is truly a... Look at him. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, it's just like... Yeah, him and my kids. Oh, I love the picture that they're They're selfie. doing a selfie. <laughs> Shameless. I love it. There I we go. It. But I mean, but my husband keeps me going. My kids keep me going. And I always said through all this, if if I had nothing left in my body, if I could just still give the kids and my husband my personality, and I would just take that for as far as I could. And and it, it's not easy. I mean, there's the days that no, are just debilitating and excruciating pain, but. You know, slowly but surely, my body started reconnecting. And so now, um, you know, it's been a little over a year that I've been out of the, the rehab facility, and I still continue to battle crazy neurological and multisensory impairments. Oh, um, yes, yes. You know, it's just, so I'm on uh, oral antibiotic treatment. Okay. Um, and um, I also am working with a, a chiropractor who's been phenomenal. They are the... Yeah, phenomenal. 
You know, I had a car accident um, in 2011, and, you know, car accidents and, uh, you know, issues don't go along very well. But, you know, the point that I, that I want to make, though, is that sometimes the worst days of our lives open up new doors for a liberation. Absolutely. Uh, my my thing I've been saying tonight and what I've said all along is um, through faith, friends, and family, like I said, our why I'm soaring here, and God can take a message God, oh. and turn it into a message. You know, God made certain promises to us. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I learned how to pray again. Yeah. Because of this. And you realize... Not that I forgot, but no, no, no. I learned how to pray differently. I you just in gratitude. You, gratitude, and you just—it's—you are brought down to the simplest of a lifestyle oh that also makes you see the simplest of blessings, and um, that is—you know—that's what this journey has been about, and that's what was documented um, thanks to Ryan's Fire at Kindred Healthcare, and that's what the Katie Show saw, and where all of this snowballed into. What is Katie? Let, let's talk uh, Katie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, yep. I want to believe Katie yeah. got it. Did yeah. Katie get it? Yeah. Matter of fact, her staff watched under our skin. Okay. So it was okay. a big blessing. Um, and um, Katie Kerr being a phenomenal journalist that she yes. obviously had to show both sides of the story. And, um, you know, she so she dis, dis, displayed both sides. Um, but we were so thankful that Dr. Horowitz... What, what is the, the other side? That's the one I'm forgetting now. Um, I forget the other side What's the well. other side? Dude. I mean, what... We were talking to Susan, who implemented legislation in, in Virginia, and now we're going to be looking at the state that I'm from, you know, to really say, wait a minute. Yeah. So the other side, it's kind of interesting. I think the other side that you're referring to is the one that I had to battle, still battle, yeah. that many of us battle, yeah. um, you know, because it's hard for the other side to, to stop for a minute and say, wait a minute. Maybe there's a reason somebody's immune system is really battling itself. Maybe in this, what God created is this masterful body. Absolutely, absolutely. It's not stupid enough to attack itself. No, no. And 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 clearly we're in in front of you because we're wanting help to yeah to, to get answers. And and I don't expect any doctor to have yeah. any specific answer, but just a roadmap. You know, it would have been nice throughout these years, yeah. and that, but but then to find the right doctors oh. who treat you the right way, they're heroes. They're oh, yeah. absolute heroes. Oh yeah, I, I honestly know I would not be here today. Me, me yeah, neither. I would me not neither. be here. Me um, you know, what you went through had to be the scariest thing on earth. Yeah. You know, I was in so much pain. I locked myself in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. That'd be the last time I ever go to the bathroom without my cell phone. But I locked myself in the bathroom and I couldn't open the door. But for you, did you think you were going to live? Um, no. Matter of fact, there were a few times um, that I, I knew death was quickly knocking at my door, and it was very near. And uh, I knew if I didn't find a diagnosis or a doctor and yep. find out what it was, that I wouldn't get better, um, but I just had my faith that that God said, I'm going to get you through this. It's not going to be easy, but 
you will get a diagnosis and you will find a path. And that's when he led me to the Lyme Literate Heroes. And the Lyme Literate, you know, um, staff and nurses, and they're just godsend. Well, you know, you and I, when, when you come on the show, we're going to talk in depth about this okay. because it was an angel that directed me to my doctor. Oh. Now, I'm, I'm not kidding. It really is a that. story. I believe that. It wasn't going to happen, and it wasn't going to happen in that way. But I, I have to thank you for your courage because, you know, as I watched, you know, I thought to myself, given what I know now, and certainly Transformation Talk Radio and Epic Living TV and what we're doing, it's where I am today. But if I would have had your courage 10 years ago when I really needed to battle um, maybe I could have done more, but that's, for me, seeing you and knowing that people are going to watch you, they're going to get something, even though the other side is presented. Do you think, now when looking back, what do you think the greatest challenge for a Katie Kirk or others that may be watching, what is going to be their challenge in hearing you and me here today? I'm sorry, what's going to be their challenge? What's their challenge? Now, when they hear us talk about this, people that are watching, what's going to be their challenge? I know they want to believe us, right? Like Katie. Absolutely. Katie wanted to believe you. They, they want to believe you, and I think that, um, I think the biggest challenge is, I think what I would say for so many people is not just with mine, but with so many ailments. You don't get it till you get it. Yeah. But especially with chronic, the late stage line, when when you are battling something, um, and many people also, I had such a visually, people could visually see how impaired right. I was. Right. But now today, as you and I sit here, it's hard to see That's right. the neurological, the sensory things right. that we still go through. And right. when you look, quote, you know, normal, right. then what, what is it that's really happening? And and that, I think, is the biggest challenge. But I think that, um, you know, kind of to sit down and have honest conversations yes. and be nothing but yourself and truthful and just trust that, you know, that people are going to hopefully see within and see that so many of these courageous Lyme warriors that I meet and that, you know, we battle, you know, we, we fight beside one another and together, um, I see that we all have such a passion for just wanting to get better and get back to our, quote, normal lives. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and exactly. I think that, I think that the more that that can be presented, the more that people can see what lives were before and what is done to lives now and what people want to get back to, I think that just is such a display of how chronic and debilitating this illness is. Well, you are but, a shining light. Well, thank you. But yeah, I mean, you are like a, you're like a light. Well, thank you're you. like, I saw you and I thought, oh my God, she is an angel. Uh, you well, are an angel. Well, there's so many brave warriors and heroes that have have just come beside me that have gotten me here today. Well, so. I look forward when you're going to join thank me on the show. Um, whenever, All let's right. make a date. <laughs> I want to thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Did you
Did you know that Lyme disease is one of the fastest growing infectious diseases in America? In 2013, the CDC raised its estimates to nearly 300,000 new Lyme disease cases annually, a nearly tenfold increase. Lyme disease is a truly national epidemic and a real health crisis. The Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, the TBDA, is leading the fight against Lyme disease. They are funding the research for improved diagnostics and better treatments. They are making great strides on behalf of the Lyme community, but they need your help to expand their research and advocacy efforts. Please support TBDA in its fight against Lyme disease. Millions of Lyme sufferers are counting on it. Used clinically by top Lyme doctors, Beyond Balance herbal formulas have helped thousands of patients battle tick-borne disease by providing superior immune system support and enhancing detoxification. Beyond Balance formulas are sold through healthcare professionals. The oral drops contain non-GMO food-grade vegetable glycerin, making them well-tolerated by children and alcohol-sensitive patients. For more information, licensed or certified healthcare practitioners can call BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor for the United States and Canada, 800 Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Hello, this is Peter Aquilina, CEO and founder of Deer Defense, LLC. For over 15 years, I have been dedicated to tick reduction and the prevention of Lyme disease and other tick-borne diseases. Deer abatement and tick reduction is what we do, and it is all we do. We offer deer fence sales and installation, organic tick sprays, even a simple and inexpensive Lyme risk assessment for your property. Call or email us today at 203-550-8350 or deerdefense at gmail.com. That's D-E-E-R-D-E-F-E-N-C-E at gmail.com. Speaking to my wife. Yeah, actually, probably because. Um, I wanted to ask you a, a question about your journey so far. What has this been like since you wrote this book? 
What oh. is it? What's been happening? Oh, it's been it's been very busy. Yeah. Um, oh, it's been very it's busy. Whirlwind, isn't it? Um, I'm speaking uh, day. I'm doing talk after talk. I was just at Harvard, Harvard. doing yeah. grand rounds wow. at Harvard. That's a huge where Alan Steer gave me CME credits for going to Harvard. Wow. And Congressman Gibson asked me to chair the Dutchess County Medical Society conference online. And I offered an invitation to Gary Wormser, who agreed. Oh, my gosh. So we're not sure this conference is still taking place. I just heard that it may not be. Oh, wow. But I'm trying to extend so both sides can come together. Yeah. Because we really need the best and the brightest of both sides to answer why some of these patients don't get better. The majority of my patients do get better with this treatment model, but I'd like everyone to work together for those people that don't get better. Right. Yeah. Because for so long, the names you just mentioned are infectious disease doctors that just want to label Lyme disease as an acute, short-term infectious illness, correct? Yeah. And what we found out the hard way in the trenches, you 20, 30 years now of clinical experience this takes a product form. Yes. I mean, there's, a, there's absolutely no doubt with the science on it. And the reason I think the camps will be able to come together now is there's recent scientific literature in the mouse model, um, in the human model, yeah. showing there is persistence. Yeah. Yeah. But where I think they've missed the boat is the people who are sick who come to see me, they don't have Lyme. The infectious disease doctors have been talking about Lyme, but the people who come to see me, they have co-infections. They have exactly. Babesia, malaria, Bartonella, cat scratch fever, heavy metals, environmental toxins. They have all these hormones that are thrown off, and these were not addressed in those double-blind studies. So we have a bridge here where we really can work together, and I'm really hoping that this is going to be the start of something where we can move forward finally. Well, I think it could be, if you think about it, in our healthcare system, we are riddled with chronic illness. We're one of the worst countries in the world. Our levels of chronic illness are so high, and a lot of them are autoimmune-style disorders, and Lyme disease could be the crossover, right. and all the co-infections, we could have a breakthrough the next decade. Oh, no, there, there's no doubt. In fact, most of the people with um, chronic disease who come to me with autoimmune, there's definitely an infectious component, yeah. as well as heavy metals. Mercury yeah. Yeah. will oh. also cause autoimmune problems, and yeah. even mycoplasma, mycoplasma has been shown to cause yes. autoimmune problems. So. What they've missed with medicine is Pasteur's postulate that there's one cause for one disease. People are missing there's a multifactorial causality here that's usually many things causing people to be sick, and that's really what the book is about, and that's why I hope the rheumatologists and infectious disease will be able to help validate this model that I know is working for me. You know, you said something interesting. What I found in my journey of ending up in the rheumatoid arthritis bucket was uh, a, a real hard nut to cover around rheumatology and Lyme disease. I think out of any other, any of the arenas, it seems like this is the, the two, two groups are so far apart, really. Now I've worked with a rheumatologist and I work with a natural doctor, and I've been the one to say we're going to take what you do and we're going to take what you do and we're going to try this new cocktail. What do you think? But this is really what we can learn from you is the doctors, the patients, the people can learn in a way now, because of your book, that they could not prepare. Well, I tried to make the science readable for people that can understand it, because the problem is, it's a really complex illness. It is. So, I mean, they needed to have the science explain to them the terms they could do. So, I didn't dumb down the book. I just explained every medical term and tried to give some nice patient stories for people to understand what's going on. Right. Yeah, you, you made it so that 
it's just not at a completely scientific le level. It's at a level that the lay person can really digest this information. And, I, and it's such a really thorough book. It helps people understand what's going on for them because they're confused. They have symptoms. They, they, they have all these feelings and sensations. They go to their doctor with it, and their doctor's a little mystified, but in your book, you help make sense of it to the average okay. individual. Well, the thing that, that I found in doing this is that there's many causes of inflammation in the body. Yes. So, I have like a rheumatoid arthritis patient who recently came to see me. True rheumatoid arthritis. But he had food allergies and Lyme. And when his Lyme got treated, I got him off his Enbrel. I've lowered his Arava, I got him off prednisone, his adrenals were shot, oh, but yeah. when he eats wheat, because he's gluten sensitive, his knee swells up to three exactly. times the size. Exactly. That's nothing to do with rheumatoid arthritis. Right. Exactly. But he didn't know he had food sensitivities. Right. And that's not even Lyme, that's just no. another cause of inflammation. It's a puzzle of it right. all. Puzzle. That's the part that I think people have been missing. You can't do double-blind studies on Lyme and you're missing like all the other things that are going on for people. Biological processes. Yeah. yeah, and you know, um, how has how has your life changed since the book? And how willing are people to listen to this conversation? You know, I mean, my life has definitely gotten much busier. I mean, I was never invited to Omega before. Oh you know, yeah. The fact that Katina and I and you know, yes. and Tom are going to be there, and Omega is a big deal. Teaching. Um, teaching, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, is, is that. I've noticed in doctors, doctors are coming to me saying, wow, I really didn't get it, now I'm starting to get it. Or patients that are saying, you saved my life, I didn't know I had Lyme, and now I understand it. So it, it took me four years, and it was a lot of work, so it feels gratifying. Because, yeah. I mean, you know how much work it is to do a book. Four and, years for me to write a book, four too. years yeah. every night, every weekend, yeah. every vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I, it feels good to know that I made a difference in the world. And that, yeah, so I think the model is shifting. And people are coming, and I do think it is slowly shifting to the positive. Well, you've been doing beautiful work. I mean, all those years in the Hudson River Valley, one of the worst afflicted regions yes. in the country. What, 12,000 people you've treated with Lyme that you know of? Yes. And now this award-winning book, Pass um, Off to You, you really are, really, are our, our hero in the midst of this epidemic. Did you know that Lyme disease is one of the fastest growing infectious diseases in America? In 2013, the CDC raised its estimates to nearly 300,000 new Lyme disease cases annually, a nearly tenfold increase. Lyme disease is a truly national epidemic and a real health crisis. The Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, the TBDA, is leading the fight against Lyme disease. They are funding the research for improved diagnostics and better treatments. They are making great strides on behalf of the Lyme community. 
but they need your help to expand their research and advocacy efforts. Please support TBDA in its fight against Lyme disease. Millions of Lyme sufferers are counting on it. Used clinically by top Lyme doctors, Beyond Balance herbal formulas have helped thousands of patients battle tick-borne disease by providing superior immune system support and enhancing detoxification. Beyond Balance formulas are sold through healthcare professionals. The oral drops contain non-GMO food-grade vegetable glycerin, making them well-tolerated by children and alcohol-sensitive patients. For more information, licensed or certified healthcare practitioners can call BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor for the United States and Canada, 800 203-3775. Holistique Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistique Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Hello, this is Peter Aquilina, CEO and founder of Deer Defense, LLC. For over 15 years, I have been dedicated to tick reduction and the prevention of Lyme disease and other tick-borne diseases. Deer abatement and tick reduction is what we do, and it is all we do. We offer deer fence sales and installation, organic tick sprays, even a simple and inexpensive Lyme risk assessment for your property. Call or email us today at 203-550-8350 or deerdefense at gmail.com. That's D-E-E-R-D-E-F-E-N-C-E at gmail.com. Used clinically by top Lyme doctors, Beyond Balance herbal formulas have helped thousands of patients battle tick-borne disease by providing superior immune system support and enhancing detoxification. Beyond Balance formulas are sold through healthcare professionals. The oral drops contain non-GMO food-grade vegetable glycerin, making them well-tolerated by children and alcohol-sensitive patients. For more information, licensed or certified healthcare practitioners can call BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor for the United States and Canada, 800 203-3775. Transforming the world one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio. That's my line. Non-stop shows 24 hours, seven days. Positive Talk Radio is the new craze. Learn and live your life the best you can. All hosts of TTR will lend a hand. Transform, inspire, educate, create. Tune in now. Our shows are actually really great. Tell your friends, your brother, dad, and mom to tune in at transformationtalkradio.com. 